Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 19th. Happy Juneteenth. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Lance Lynn, seven innings, three earned runs, four hits, two walks. He got the loss, but 16 strikeouts, 33 whiffs with a 38% CSW across 114 pitches against the Mariners. Oh my gosh. He earned 16 of his 21 outs via way of the K. That's just, that's absolutely insanity. So why? Um, first of all, it's the Mariners. The Mariners are the team that allowed 32 whiffs from Patrick Sandoval last year. And Lance Lynn did this not just on the four-seamer. That's kind of why I expected. But no, he got seven on the four-seamer, 10 on the cutter, six whiffs on the on the slider, five on the changeup, four on the sinker, and the curveball didn't want to be the only one left, so he got one of those as well. He did a really good job with pitch separation with his four-seamer and cutter being more glove side. While the slider oddly was arm side, but the uh, the change was there, the sinker was there. It was kind of cool. He had a plan, he executed it, and it was just that that good. We're gonna watch him on YouTube after this podcast, so definitely go check that out on our channel um, after after you listen to the pod, and you're gonna want to watch some Lance Lynn to really understand what he is like. The problem here is that Lance Lynn now gets the Red Sox, the Angels, and the Blue Jays before the All-Star break. Obviously, he's earned your start against the Red Sox. What the heck, right? I do feel like this is a Dennis. A Dennis is something from 30 Rock where it shows up out of the blue and doesn't really stick around. So, I... It's nice. I'm so happy you had this start. But, yeah, we can't really bank on anything like this moving forward. Also, again... The Mariners are kind of the Mariners, and they do allow this. All right, looking forward, uh, looking back at yesterday's games, I actually do want to mention one thing very quickly. Wednesday night, if you heard this yesterday in the podcast, uh, at the end, you stuck around. Wednesday night, we are hosting the Phillies and Atlanta game. Uh, It's going to be on playback.tv. We are going to be watching the live game live. I cannot wait for this. Uh, It's free for you to do it. You're going to be with the community. We're all going to be watching the game. It's Aaron Nola versus AJ Smith-Shaver. I'm going to be bringing on chat uh, onto the stream so that we can talk about it, hear from the fans and everything, what's going on. Um, Be a part of it. Check it out. It's going to be a a post on the website. It's going to be on Twitter. 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday night. We're going to watch Aaron Nola versus AJ Smith-Shaver via playback.tv. I cannot wait. I hope to see all of you there. This is kind of my dream is to... Uh, just be a community that we just watch baseball games together instead of actually like with just the box scores. No, the actual game, the feed of the game will be on that live stream. So really check it out. Uh, Zach Wheeler against the Oakland Athletics got the win. Six innings, zero runs, six hits, two walks, four Ks, just four strikeouts. It's kind of weird. The slider just isn't good still. He's leaving that up far too often. I hope he, uh, yeah, I hope he does better in the future. This was kind of a blame it on the Athletics and we move on. 
Will Vest opened for the Tigers, and no one cares. I am so sorry. Uh, Bryce Miller against the White Sox did well. Got the win instead of Lance Lynn. Seven innings, one earned run, four hits, zero walks, six Ks. And what we've traditionally seen against the White Sox is that teams will throw more secondaries as more sliders as right-handers against them. That's what we saw from Bryce Miller here. He did go 31% slider usage, but just 16% CSW. So they aren't great pitches. It's good enough, though. And I think that's my takeaway from this. He earned eight outs on it. Okay, he earned a decent amount of strikes. He threw 54 seamers and allowed just one hit on it. Uh, it's a really, really good four seamer. And as long as he has something else, which he did here, then this works, right? This is a very productive start from Bryce Miller. Brian Bayo went against the Yankees. Very good start here. He got the win. Seven innings, one earned run, four hits, three walks, and eight strikeouts. The change it with seven for 21 whiffs. Uh, the four seamer and sinker each earned four on its own. The slider still needs some work. And he does get the White Sox next, and hopefully we do see that slider come alive in that one. But it is Toronto and then Texas before the All-Star break for Brian Bayo. I do like Bayo. I do like these four-seamers and sinkers mixing well with that changeup. The next step is for that slider to come in and be a consistent offering, and he might run into trouble against the Jays and Rangers because of that lack of development. Dean Kramer against the Cubs got the win. Five innings, one earned run, three hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. Four-seamer was great here. It was a 40% CSW on it with eight over 40 whiffs. Wonderful stuff. Got the win for the Orioles. He's kind of a cherry bomb, honestly, and at least he has the opportunity to have these games. So keep that in mind. There's like a whole bucket of pitchers who say, look, you're able to go 90 pitches plus for a team that wins more than it loses. Maybe this one does work. I'm glad it did for Dean Kramer, but it's not something that I'm going to be holding on to for 12-teamers. Luis Ortiz against the Brewers survived, I guess, 4.2 innings of one earned run, but four hits, three walks. It was six Ks, but just 10 whiffs. And the whole thing from Luis Ortiz isn't really a package that I enjoy starting for my 12-teamers. It was an odd amount of change-ups here, 20% usage, which is very strange. And I'm happy that maybe he's trying to add more here, but... Just 53% strikes on that. The sinker was okay inside the zone. The slider is the thing, but it's just not enough for me. Um, Logan Webb against the Dodgers. Seven innings, two and runs, eight hits, two walks, five Ks. The slider had a 41% CSW. The sinker got called strikes and the changeup got outs and that's it. That's good. The slider didn't get a ton of whiffs. But it got in the zone, was an effective offering against a good Dodgers team. We're very happy with this, and we just keep starting Logan Webb as a holly. Jesus Lazardo against the Nationals got the win. Six innings, two earned runs, five hits, one walk, and five Ks. You listening fast? <laughs> as a lefty, he did well against the Nationals. He's supposed to do well against the Nationals. He didn't float sliders in this one like he did before. Good stuff. He got outs on it wonderful Jesus Lazardo. Just do it like four more times and then we feel really good about it. Joe Musgrove against the Rays. Six innings, two earned runs, six hits, one walk, got the win. We take this despite just one strikeout. How am I supposed to butter my bread with this? I used to call this doing the Dougie back in the day, um, which is where you are chasing three out of the five stats, just like Doug Fister would. You'd be going for a win in low ERA and whip at the exchange of strikeouts. I hope we're not doing the Dougie for uh, Joe Musgrove, but uh, that was an honor of Doug Fister, of course, uh, if I didn't mention that. But he has elbow pain, and I don't think the breakers are as good because of it. It's kind of weird. 
I don't know. I, w- I did a lot of uh, focus on Joe Musgrove earlier in uh, this live stream uh, where Musgrove's four-seamer is different this year. Massive amount of high locations. Um, we're talking like 40 to 50% usage up there to about 70% of his four-seamers are in the upper third of the zone or higher. And it has increased its swing strike rate from like 10% to about 12 to 13% because of it, but he doesn't get a lot of vertical rise and the called strike rate is way down. He does have a near strike rate, though. So it's an effective pitch. He just gets grounders, though. It doesn't get fly balls. It's a weird thing. He saves it for two strikes. He does have a 33% two-strike O-swing, which is what you want to see with it. It's just a whole weird thing with Joe Musgrove. He saves those four seamers. It does look like for more two-strike counts. He's trying to get his old slider back. He doesn't have it. Um, but the curve and cutter have done well. So we just keep starting Joe Musgrove and hope for the best. Hogan Harris against the Phillies. Six innings, two and runs, four hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. This is the gold star of the night as Harris was able to elevate his four-seamer and get some whiffs there. I don't really think that's a skill that I'm going to lean into. He got a fair amount of his, uh, fair number of his strikeouts on that pitch. He gets the Jays next. So, we're not going to do that. You might want to get Hogan Harris after for the White Sox and Tigers if he does well against the Jays, but I don't really expect that to happen. Uh, we have a lot of others to talk about, and of course, all of today's and tomorrow's streamers, and we'll talk about all of those after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Freddie Peralta did exactly what he was supposed to do against the Pirates, and everything is cool there. Tyler Anderson came through as a streaming pick against the Royals. The change of before seamer were working. That's good. He gets cores next, so we just throw him back. But maybe we go back to him against the White Sox after. The, it might He might get pushed because you never know what the Angels are, do with their rotation. If he faces the White Sox, I might consider that as a deep stream. But yeah, Tyler Anderson isn't really the thing that I want to hold on to in 12-teamers. This was a nice little run. We move on. Uh, Clark Schmidt against the Red Sox, 4.2 innings of 200 runs, 5 hits, 3 walks, and 3 Ks. He did great for 4 innings, and then he had a really tough 5th and got pulled. I just don't think that there's anything that's elite here. You want to be the sweeper as his best pitch, but it was 2 for 28 whiffs with a 25% CSW. Like, it's just not not what I want to chase. I The Red Sox decided to do a bullpen game, um, so we move on there. Caleb Ort, no thank you. Charlie Morton against Rocky Road. He got the, goal, the the King Cole and 21 whiffs and 8 strikeouts. Got the win, but 5 innings, 3 earned runs, and 5 hits and 3 walks. Like, what? It's just so annoying that we always need to be on guard with Morton. Is he going to come through? I mean, you feel like it should. 21 whiffs and 39% C-step, but then all of a sudden he allows all these walks, and those runners come around to score. It's just... Ugh. 
Come on, Morton. We are. I feel like he's a hipster that is headache-inducing starting pitcher, stifling the entire roster, where you can't get rid of him, but you're frustrated with him all the time. Tanner Bybee, there's been a lot of discussion about him. Do we hold on to him or do we not? He gets the Brewers next, so just yes for now. He gets the, uh, he had the, the Diamondbacks yesterday, got a win, five innings, 300 runs, seven hits, three walks, six Ks. You're not really happy with it. The changeup was good, but I feel like Bybee really needs to get locked in with four-seamer, changeup, slider, and then curveballs for strikes. And we really haven't seen it much. We've seen it a little bit in the beginning, but it all seems chaotic a bit start to start at the moment. And I kind of feel like when Bybee has that electric start moving forward, it will be a sign that he's figured things out, and I'm looking forward to that. Luis Severino against the Red Sox, disappointed. Five innings, three and runs, seven hits, three walks, six Ks. The four-seamer is really good, though. It was just the 12% CSW in the changeup and 10% on the slider. He gets the Rangers next, which is so annoying. I have to believe the four-seamer is doing good things, and it's good locations that he will come around. At some point, it could be in that start. It could also be an absolute disaster. Yanni Chirinos for the Padres. Just don't go after Yanni Chirinos. You know better. Chris Bassett against the Rangers. Very, very frustrating. I told you to start your studs. Even though he got the Rangers and he did not come through. It wasn't the worst, but 3.2 innings of 300 runs and 10 base runners with two strikeouts and just one whiff in 16% CSW. Ah, Bassett, no. No. He's a kitchen sink guy. The sicker was still good. He gets the athletics next. We just kind of move on. Uh, Patrick Corbin against the Marlins couldn't come through because it's Patrick Corbin. Jameson Tyone doesn't really have anything that's exceptional inside of his rotation, or sorry, his, his uh, repertoire. Didn't do well against the Orioles. You can chase him in like decent quality start moments against really bad teams, but I think right now you just don't go for it. Zach Greinke, whatever, don't do that. Ronald Blanco didn't do too well against the Reds here, and it's possible down the road that he might have a good start against Rocky Road, but for now it's like the Dodgers and Rangers, and we do not do that whatsoever. You have Luke Weaver against the Astros, didn't do good things, and we just don't do that. Uh, Matthew Libertor against the Mets, yeah. He's a tick down, and the slider is worse. And wait, those are the two things that I liked about him, and now he's lost the two things that we were interested in for Matthew Libertor, so absolutely not. Uh, Carlos Carrasco against the Cardinals just couldn't come through, and I was really hoping he would against the cold uh, offense of of the Cardinals. Nope, and we just don't go after Carlos Carrasco. Uh, really disappointing starts here from Louis Varland and John Gray and Tony Gonsolin. Uh, Varland was my stream pick of the day, and so was PL Bots, and it just did not work out. He finally got the one good outing, the one good matchup that we've been waiting for for like a month, and it was against the Tigers, and he had a 21% CSW on the four-seamer. Like, he gets them a second time, so I'm going to do it again and, and figure it out, Varland. This is this is the time you need to shine. So please do that. John Gray against the Jays. Now this is interesting because it was 2.1 innings, 600 runs, 6 hits, 3 walks, 2 Ks. Very, very disappointing. There are a lot of ways we can look at this. One, this is just the Jays being really good. Two, it's his blister that he got stalled for. Like he didn't uh, pitch his last game so he hasn't pitched in 10 days. Could have been that bothering him. Three, it could be the fact that it was 10 days and he was in such a good rhythm that that got disrupted. Or D, it could be baseball being dumb. That is just like his command wasn't good that day and whatever. Now, his command was far worse than we've seen. And it could still be baseball being dumb. But like he deserved also to have failure here. 
Um, it's possible that the blister's still there. It's possible that the that yeah, he's out of rhythm right now. And I kind of do want to say, yeah, John Gray is a guy who's super reliant on rhythm. And now that he's out of it, I kind of want to sell him. But if he's still starting in five days, that is, the blister is not the problem. Like, they're not saying, oh, it opened up, it's still bothering him, we want to give him more time. They're going to say, no, John Gray is going to start against the Yankees. Then, like, okay, I will start him there, too. There's no Aaron Judge there. Uh, Tony Gonsolin against the Giants, 5.2 innings, 7 earned runs, 6 hits, 3 walks, and 7 Ks. Yeah, uh, the splitter was not nearly as well spotted down as we've seen. The slider... uh, the slider got away from him a little bit. The curve went 20% CSW. And, like, if you just consider him a Toby, things are okay. Seven strikeouts is kind of cool. I think we got a bench for both the Astros and Coors next if if you have Tony Gonsolin. Like, it's just, I don't think he's that exceptional. Uh, Chase Anderson against Atlanta. We knew this would happen. And, uh, and Zach Davies against the Guardians. Even though he had his changeup, like, there was just nothing else. And, um... Yeah, I just don't want to touch that. All right, looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. We have Corbin Burns, Pablo Lopez, James Paxton finally starting, uh, Max Scherzer, uh, Hunter Brown, Merrill Kelly, and Michael Waka. All the auto starts here. Yes, Michael Waka. He's been on such a good run that we have to do that. Jose Brios and Jack Flaherty are in the probable start tier. I think that makes sense against Miami and the Nationals. Questionable start tier. I mean, if it didn't make sense, why am I doing it? Questionable start tier, Andrew Heaney, Reese Olsen, and Drew Smiley are there. Reese Olsen is the stream pick of the day against the Royals. I think that he had one really bad inning against Atlanta, and this would be much better against a very bad Royals offense. While Drew Smiley could be considered against the Pirates, he just needs to get that curveball down. I don't know if he's going to do that. Josiah Gray, Brandon Williamson, Esvaldo Baido, Jordan Lyles, they all have good matchups, but I just don't trust them. I don't think those are the guys that you want to go after. Uh, Austin Gomber, Jesse Schultens, Brian Hoeing, and the Giants' bullpen. All bad matchups and they're pitchers you don't want to chase regardless. And uh, Giants bullpen is today and not Anthony Escafani, who is going tomorrow. And speaking of tomorrow, let's go Garrett Cole and Spencer Strider at the top. Yes, Strider is second because he has been a little bit weird lately. And Garrett Cole gets the whiff-heavy Mariners. And hopefully that slider gets those whiffs. Clayton Kershaw, Tyler Glasnow, Framber Valdez, Nathan Evaldi, George Kirby, Marcus Strum. And you're starting all of them. And then there's also Justin Verlander against the Astros. I'm doing it. No Alvarez. I think the command has been better for Verlander. I'm still going to do it. Dylan Cease is at the top of probable start, and maybe that even belongs in questionable start because it's the Rangers, but the slider was better last time, but it wasn't the best command. I don't know. I'm just going to do it and hold my breath. Bailey Ober against the Red Sox should work out well. Yusei Kikuchi is the stream pick of the day against the Marlins because his curveball and slider have been getting a ton of strikes last four starts, and I really like that approach for him. Yuri Perez is against the Jays. Uh, that's fine. I I don't know. I, I might put it at the bottom of probable start uh, below the guy, like the Tobies with good matchups. But I just feel like Yuri Perez is good and could come through very well for you. Uh, Jordan Montgomery against the Nationals. Aaron Savali against the Athletics. And Michael Lorenzen against the Royals. If you are a Toby against a good matchup, you belong in the probable start tier. And there you are. Mackenzie Gore is a cherry bomb, though. And so is Juan Aviedo. And they get the Cardinals and the Cubs, respectively. I don't know what we're going to get from both of them. Thus, they are in questionable start, but it could work out. Same with Reed Detmers, who gets the Dodgers, but he just had 12 strikeouts. So, maybe that works. Ranger Suarez is a Toby against a, a tough team, and that is Atlanta. He's in a really good groove, but it's Atlanta, so I really don't want to do that. Kyle Bradish is a cherry bomb against the Rays, so he's down here. 
And Cutter Crawford gets the Twins. There's a chance that, look, he's a PLV darling. Four-seamer has been insane this year, like an 18% swing strike rate. I think if he throws more sliders, he's going to be good. It's about Cutter command um, for Cutter, which is kind of ironic. Um, he goes against the Twins. I think the first start we just saw, the one that was 80 pitches, the true start, the stuff was a little bit worse, and I wonder if that's because he's throwing more pitches. Uh, we'll see. There's still some intrigue with Cutter Crawford here. The do not start tier, Luis Medina does not earn the right of Toby quite yet as he goes against the Guardian, so he is down here. Uh, Seth Lugo is a still ill against the Giants. If he were normal routine and everything, he'd likely be a probable start here. But it's a still ill, so we wait on this one. We got to wait and see. Anthony Descafani gets the Padres. I do not want to do that. The fastball has just been too bad. Ben Lively gets Rocky Road, and maybe the sliders are good enough, but it's too risky for me. Same with Daniel Lynch going fastball changeup against the, uh, the Tigers. I just don't think that Daniel Lynch has an approach that works right now. Colin Ray against the Diamondbacks. There's always a chance, but no. And Kyle Freeland and Ryan Nelson. I don't want to do either of those. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for supporting the, the cast. I hope to see a lot of you on Wednesday. More details to come. Check out our Twitter at PitcherList to, to stay on top of that one. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your bats be low and your strikeouts high.